0: Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, December 9, 2022. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great morning to one, and to all a good night. To all a good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Christmas intro always like catches me off guard. You I always feel forget like the what... wrong ones playing, but it's like, no, this is Games daily in December. You know, one of the final games dailies of this year. Because we one week left.
1: I hear that music team, and I go, it's September. Why are we playing this? Yeah. A little early to get started. Yeah, but no, the year just
0: keeps on coming. Yeah, yeah, and here we are on this beautiful Friday. But a lot to talk about, Andy. This is a big day. The Game boards happened last night. What a blast, dude. What a blast. Holy of course, shit. you can go watch our live reactions on YouTube.com slash games that are available right now. It was me. It was Andy. It was Mike. It was Barrett hanging out, live reacting to the entire thing, and we had an absolute Did blast. Did we get a little
2: drunk last night, Tim? Just a little bit. Yeah, just, just a little tiny bit. bit.
0: You know, but it was fun. It was fun. Everybody had fun. Did you have fun, Andy?
2: I had uh,
1: I had a blast, dude. It's my favorite thing to do at kind of Funny, a big event with dope reveals. And
0: some shilly sit to laugh at. It's just fantastic. So shilly much fun. Sit? And, and, shilly sit or silly? Shilly, shilly sit. Silly sit. sit, everybody. Yeah. yeah. No, and also having the, the spare bedroom to be and actually being with you guys. Yeah. Uh, like, with everyone else was watching over in the, the other room. It's like, this is just fun. Really yeah. cool. This is yeah, why I Like,
2: I know we did, like, live reactions for other things so far in the, in the spare bedroom. But this was, like, the first, like, big one. And you could really feel the energy. I always loved doing those. But, and they were they were fun enough to do work from home, right? But. Being being here together with everybody, that was that was fucking awesome.
0: It's kind of the. Um... The bigger deal too that it's us being in the same room for the first time, and also the Game Awards being in the uh, the same room for the first time in years. It's like like we, we planned it, yeah, exactly. It all—I mean, yeah—who would have thought? Who mm-hmm. Thought it would a lot all... of email exchanges between us and Jeff Keely. <laughs> you gotta love it. But of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday we get together to talk about the video game news that you need to know. Where you could watch it live on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily and we will be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free though you got to go to patreon.com kind of funny just like our patreon producers Delaney Twining one- up pest control Brian Cheney Alex Gradle Jason L the nanobiologist Derek Garrick Donald Eccles and Jason L have done thank you also very very much uh, and speaking of patreon today over on patreon.com kind of funny we're going to be recording our live in review for Avatar avatar one and it's an intro you don't want to miss it is an intro that Cameron Kennedy made that like he tweeted he was like this is the first time I'm embarrassed to send out to send him this uh he should be and he's like I'm gonna make a backup one just in case this one doesn't like pass the test and I watched it I gotta be real with y'all I'm concerned. It's a about top this. three he, of all. He stuff.
2: watched <laughs> it and he looked for the closest person in the uh, the office to also show, which happened to
0: be me. And I just made eye contact with Barrett. I was like, and then I made him watch it. Very good. Yeah. Very, it's, very good. It's really good. So I can't wait for you guys to see that. We're going to be recording that later today. And then we're going to be recording Avatar 2 next week when it comes out. So very exciting stuff all around today we're brought to you by amazon games shady rays Rocket money and factor but we'll tell you all about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the roper report it's time for some news i'm just gonna say we have an infinite amount of stories today a baker's dozen we're gonna go through the winners we're gonna go through the announcements there was just a ton of stuff at jeff keely's the game awards last night but andy Last night, we reacted. We didn't have too much time afterwards to really give our thoughts and get into it all. Normally, we grade these things on the kind of funny scale of one to five, one being terrible, two being bad, three being okay, four being good, five being amazing. Sorry, four being great. What would you
1: rank this? Well, Tim, the fact that I could wake up this morning and download Vampire Survivors on my little Android phone and play a decent amount of the morning...
2: Show the that, kids, Andy. Show it,
1: the kids. That, that's 10 out of 10 right there. That's 5 out of 5 right there. Um, and I'll tell you what, Barrett, I got a free revive because I played an ad.
0: Whoa! Yeah.
1: If, yeah. I died, and it was like, you could just go back to the front, or if you play an ad, you can get a revive. And that's the type of monetization that I love. The ad's still playing. It's for a little game. Uh, it's I don't, I don't know what, what the game is. The little king thing. Some, some of us have a little kingdom. Um, no, the show was a 5 out of 5, dude. Yeah. Phenomenal all the way around. Um of course it wasn't perfect, but I think it's as close to perfect as you can get with one of these things, especially when there's going to be a lot of games that maybe you aren't necessarily even interested in. Going back through Wario 64's thread, I was just constantly being reminded last night and even this morning, of like, God, oh, I forgot that game. Yeah. Oh, that game was sick mm-hmm. as shit. And it's little things like that, that you kind of just brush over and you just act like, you know, didn't even happen. You kind of, fr- it's easier to forget, but there's, there was a lot of titles announced that we had never seen before and new shit that we didn't even know existed that wasn't even in the rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah. Very, exactly. very good show. Five out of five.
0: I'm right there with you. I think it's a five out of five. I think this is easily the, the best game awards we've ever had. I think this is the best Keeley production we've ever had. So that includes the opening night lives and the summer game fest we've had so far. Um, I've been a big fan of Keeley for a long time and the work that he's done uh, to create this type of platform to be able to award games celebrate games and announce games and I think that last night was the best iteration of all of those things firing on all cylinders and like Mm -hmm. you said not perfect of course there's some things that like felt a little bit weird some things didn't work perfectly and not all the major announcements we wanted to be there were there except most of them kind of were to a shocking degree right I cannot believe how many of our predictions were correct right even some of our more man we're being real hopeful about this but it's like nah they they came through and I think even a lot of the the smaller announcements small meaning things like the last of us coming to PC stuff that we've been waiting to get answers for we got a ton of release dates for very anticipated games like Final Fantasy 16 Street Fighter 6 Diablo so it's like a lot of the the questions we had were answered and I feel like that is that is fantastic in terms of the awards themselves I know there's the balance between how much Are we actually going to focus on the awards versus the announcements versus the commercials? I think this is easily the best pacing and balance that we've had so far. Um, And I think that, you know, showing that Christopher Judge just going off on his speech and them just letting him do it, like, I feel was a... A, a direct response to the criticism that they've had over the last couple of years of not letting people do the speeches and stuff. But then we see the ramifications of that, where that made everything a little longer and everything else had to like kind of be quickened up. So there was just, I reality. didn't win, I didn't
1: even win a steam deck by the way. Didn't oh, win a steam deck. oh, sorry. Unfortunately. Sure. I already have one, but I would yeah, love the, the second one with dual wield it
0: <laughs> with the,
2: with the balancing of everything. The only gripe I had like thinking about it this morning was I wish indie game of the year had actually been on stage. That was the one where it's like, on, like I know like it ended up being stray again because they won for best debut, but I don't know. It, it, when we have like indie game
0: of the year, I feel like that should be a, you know, give give someone the opportunity to speak. Yep. It just, you know, there's when you have three hours and you have all the things, some things get cut, some things get moved. Yep. And that's the thing. What one person loves, another person hates. So that's why to me, I'm like, this is I think the best balance show that we've had. In terms of speaking the most to the most of us out there. In in um, a
1: in a sports analogy, Tim, it's like if I told you, hey, your favorite team threw four interceptions yesterday and you go, Oh damn, we lost. It's like, no, shockingly, you won somehow. In this one, there if we before the show starts, I go into the future. I said, Tim, I just looked into the future like that's so Raven, Raven Simone. There's no Xbox anything at this show. No reveals. Not a single fucking glimpse. We, get, we may see Phil Spencer on camera a couple of times, mm-hmm. but nothing Xbox. You would think, oh, damn, that's going to be kind of a bummer because they have some large titles that are obviously uh, on the horizon of coming out and some that are further down the future. And that probably means that it wasn't that great of a show if we're going to have these gigantic titles completely absent from the show. And the fact that that happened and it was still... I thought an amazing show. Yeah. Really is a testament to the amount of games that were shown and the quality of games that were shown.
0: Yep. And I think on top of that, the amount and the quality and the range of Triple A, Indie, everything in between. Like again, this was a celebration of video games, and I can't believe that we got Hades too. Right? Oh, like there's just some things that like the the game awards are the right platform. We talk about um Hollow Knight a lot, right? And it's like I'm again. Surprised Hollow Knight wasn't there. But I love that those type of games, like these indie games get that are beloved, right? But they are given a platform to be able to announce a sequel to a game like Hades, and it's the hypest shit ever. You know, like one of the highlights of the Game Awards is a Hades sequel announcement. That's just really cool to me, because I just feel like that's not where the industry was even five years ago, you know? If I had my... Choice to go back
1: in time, just like I would go back in time with Ray and Simone. Mm-hmm. I go to Jeff Keane. and I said let's save the Hades reveal for a bit later in that little kind of downtime when we had about thirty to forty five minutes of some not so great stuff I'm talking about um the Transformers area where you yeah. completely didn't know there was a transformers reveal <laughs> um we missed um uh, the that one shooter third person shooter game that I'm blanking on right now um there was a there was definitely a downtime and I think the 80s 2 reveal would have been massive in some of those spots
0: yeah no and and that is that's a good point but those are like yeah. just tiny little nitpicks yeah. that's the thing like yeah it's like it's not perfect but I do think that this is the best that we've had and I do think that this is like in terms of a, a game showcase it's the best that we've had it's yeah. like this this is the new gold standard Remnant, thank you uh the gold standard to me for okay cool like this is the the expectation and, and Jeff was talking yesterday about it's only as good as what they give them right and he, he's putting on the show. He knows how to do that part. What are the different publishers and developers going to partner with him to be able to do? And I think that last night is evidence that we are in a really good place that's only going to get better. And that when different devs and pubs have uh, something to show, they're going to want to go to Jeff if possible. Um, and now that Jeff has three shows a year, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for, for those announcements to, to happen. So uh, getting into it. Let's start with the the awards, the the winners themselves uh, of this whole thing. Um, there is a a beautiful, beautiful article over on IGN by Logan Plant who just presented this really easily for us to see. So, Barrett, if you could bring it up, let's start uh, with Logan with uh, some of the big ones here. All right, first off, six wins from God of War. That's wild, massive, absolutely wild. But not the big one because Game of the Year, Andy, what is it? Elden Ring, baby. They they. Won the war,
1: but lost a lot of battles along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, dude, I'm still shocked by this. I did not expect it to win. I think, with recency bias, I thought God of War would have won with it being so fresh in everybody's minds. And also the fact that it is immediately one of the best games ever made, right? Like, if God of War came out and was like a really, really damn good game, but not this sort of critically acclaimed, just like 2018 was, um, I would have assumed that God of War was going to win. I think that's even what I voted for, just because I. I just thought this just came out. It's fresh on everybody's minds. And yeah, uh Elden Ring won, phenomenal from software is just at the top of their game. And they're not stopping anytime
0: soon, Tim. Yeah. I mean, in a year that God of War Ragnarok doesn't win Game of the Year. Wow. Like, congratulations, Elden Ring. Like that really does say something. And from software, not only winning Game of the Year, also announcing Armored Core. It's like this, we're just at this great point that the Game Awards can allow that type of thing of two extremely hype moments for From Software, a uh, a team of people that have worked so hard and provided the goods for a very long time now, and like I love that they're 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 finally getting the accolades right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on top of that, it's like getting the accolades where Sekiro won a couple of years ago. Like the looking at the Game of the Year winners at the Game Awards is so like wild that like it takes two is up there right I think Sekiro still is one of those
1: games that I cannot believe one I think mm-hmm. looking back that's still going to be the one that I will just like there's no shot maybe in a different multiverse <laughs> uh, a game like Sekiro which is that tough and that uh there's just there's not a whole lot of shortcuts you can take to try to beat that game I still can't believe that Sekiro won Elden Ring is that the coming out party from From Software. we've from software fans are hardcore and the fan base has been growing with every new release and every new release that comes out there's more and more hype for players to go back and try the old ones and they go oh shit these actually are really really good so the audience has been getting trained over time to be okay with from software games no matter how difficult they are no matter, no matter how inaccessible they are they are getting more and more popular and this was their this was their Breath of the Wild. This was their Skyrim moment for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, that got them a lot more. Best game direction Elden Ring, right? Yeah. Awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Uh, beaten out God of War, Horizon, Immortality, and Stray. Yeah,
1: I'm. But to me, I'd still look at Ragnarok as just one of those achievements that it's still doing the single shot thing, mm-hmm. it's still playing with the the quote-unquote camera in really creative ways um but it's likely just it's likely that Elden Ring is like no we're going we're making this open world we're there's going to be so many different environments that you don't even know exist and I think a lot of the sort of shock that came from me with, with Elden Ring was just how large it was and how um full of substance, it felt, right? Like, I, I didn't feel like I was just constantly like, oh, that area kind of sucks. I wanted to explore every inch of this world. Um, and I think a lot of that is, like, it's such a tough thing for, from software to say, hey, we've made pretty large games in the past. What if we make, you know, quintuple the size of what a, yeah. what a past game could uh, has been in the past? Yeah.
0: Best narrative went to God of War Ragnarok. And I'm very happy about yeah. that personally. What that's a story! A, that's what, what we've for. Characters, right? it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's again such a special, special story and special, special moments that I I'm just so moved by. And I feel like we're going to be talking about the moments in the story, the narrative of God of War Ragnarok for a very, very long time.
1: I'm not sure exactly what how our votes netted out. I know some people in the YouTube comments are asking, like, aren't you all on the panel for this? And mm-hmm. um, what we do is there's a lot of list of games that we all kind of put our names and say like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'd vouch for that. I'd vouch for this title. I'd vouch for this title. And then, um, after that, then we sort of like, you know, bring down the numbers and we kind of come down with a core five. And I think that's what we present to yeah. to Keeley. And so, yeah, God of War was definitely there. And that's, that was my vote. I think that that is such a strong story. Um, and only made better by all of the side quests and shit like that like they just did such a phenomenal job storytelling in that game absolutely
0: best art direction went to elden ring yep so okay god of war ragnarok had six wins how many did elden ring have let's let's keep counting so this is three here now and
2: then the the, uh fourth one was best rpg
0: gotcha yeah so best art direction which again we were we were pushing hard for seafood didn't even get nominated yeah pretty shocking and i i do wonder if it you know i guess it, it
1: does it doesn't necessarily mean that not enough people played it for the fact that it was nominated for best fighting game <laughs> um but i am truly shocked that it wasn't in best art direction i wonder if the epic exclusivity hurt that at all um i know some people that are just like no it's steam or nothing at all i'm not going to try any games anywhere else so i wonder if that hurt its chances at all but yeah, we had, that we was... had to get
2: scorn in there, guys. We had to. We really had to get scorn. The I need, game that I definitely those, a lot of people played.
1: Those wet po- pustules. 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 Ew. Um. I, I with Elden Ring winning though. Again, it. I think the big achievement with From Software is when you turn those games on, they have never been about fidelity. They are never going to be the nicest looking game on the market, but their art direction carries the tech in such a magnificent way. Like they're. Their art direction, you don't even care that the fact that it doesn't look like cyberpunk or God of War, it's isn't. It's never going to be this 4K just a, attack on your senses, but the art direction is so strong and it, like they don't need the tech to kind of give you the impression of where you are and how grand all this really is.
0: Yeah. I mean, how wild is it? How ironic is it? that what you just said is about from software and Nintendo (laughs) two completely different sides of it yeah it's not about the vanilla it's the art style um best score in music went to bear McCreary for God of War Ragnarok (laughs) absolutely fantastic bless you thank you and bless bear McCreary because goddamn, he brought the heat like that soundtrack was incredible a lot of great soundtracks this year a lot of really 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 good soundtracks this year but again I think the game boards are really special that we got to award bear and also we got to see them perform and it was so rad
2: I had Alyssa when I went home I had Alyssa watch that uh performance with hosier because it's just so good <laughs> it was bear great Bear headbanging while he's playing that uh gurdy the hurdy-gurdy uh <laughs> this is so so fucking I, awesome I have
1: so many questions about both of them seeing photos of them uh, how tall is hosier and how tall is bear McCreary
2: and also are they related
1: because they looked like double the size of one like it was wild <laughs> to see how tall hosier looked in this photo I mean, yeah obviously perspective may have sort of mm-hmm. changed things but i'm gonna assume baron mccurry is like maybe five seven and i'm gonna assume that hosier is like six five you look like a giant Tim. yeah you gotta yeah. see this photo it's it's unbelievable <laughs> it's like the kanye photo with yeah, the, the little yeah. kanye well, one thing that does bum me out about the score in music like i think if there's one thing that i can like nitpick i i didn't love the inch the orchestra uh presentation I didn't. Love. I I didn't like the idea that it was a medley that kind of changed oh, the DNA a, of these yeah. tracks. Like the, yeah. it was a tempo that didn't really service the got the El- God of War song or the Elden Ring song. They were they both felt really out of place, and I kind of wish there was, I don't know, a a li- bit less continuity, I guess. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Dude's giant man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dude looked like he played fucking Ford at Clemson or some shit like that.
0: Unbelievable. Uh, but I, I love the idea of the game awards orchestra and the the 2018 show to me is still unrivaled but um i just do think it was the the because of it being a medley of the game of the year Nominees, like I feel like not all the songs work together. So it kind of yeah. it was just like, oh, it was okay. But I do love that they announced that they're doing the Hollywood Bowl ten years of game yeah. awards. Oh, that's uh, cool. Orchestra show. I can watch gonna be Flute Guy. Freaking rat. Oh yeah. Dude, Did you see Daniel duarte talking about Flute, Flute Guy? Guy?
1: No, I didn't. So Daniel duarte was talking about Flute Guy on Twitter because Flute Guy is this world-renowned legend in the music industry um who was on a lot of who worked with with Hans Zimmer um on the Dune soundtrack. Badass. And is like in a bunch of little uh, documentary kind of videos talking about their process of making these musical uh, arrangements or whatever. Um, and Jeff Keeley confirmed that he'll be back. He for, did, which
2: uh, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My last thing, I feel like they all also picked tracks that sounded so similar to each other as well. That didn't like fully showcase how great and diverse each of those scores were for game of the year it was all just too similar.
1: I also think part of it was the mixing. Me and Tim yeah, talked yeah. about the mixing afterwards and it it just didn't sound big. It ha- it suffers what a lot of live production musical arrangements suffer when it's not like yeah, Like, you watch a live production on the Super Bowl or whatever, mm. and it never really sounds great. Yeah, it feels but like when it's missing meant, life. when it's meant to be a concert, it's like you have people who are mixing the music or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, it, I don't know, it didn't really sound that great to us here, at least.
0: Speaking of mixing, best audio design, God of War Ragnarok recognized the best in-game audio and sound design. I mean, again, God of War is just a technical achievement, right? So not surprising that this this kind of swept the show in a lot of ways uh best performance going to Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok is Kratos absolutely incredible and then yeah gave the world's longest speech and that's how speeches go. Sometimes. Al Pacino has not recovered and Al Pacino was yeah. there which is just still wild. standing there yeah. <laughs> still there yeah um games for impact went to as Dusk Falls which you know a lot of when, when it comes to award shows is a never-ending battle about defining what the categories are and why they are and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a perfect example of that, right? There's going to be weird things like Sifu being a fighting game and Asus Falls being a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message, which, you know, we are big fans of Asus Falls here. It's kind of funny, but I feel like even all of us, we kind of like, ah, we're happy it's winning something, but I don't yeah, know it's about like that. A fun, it's
2: a fun, dramatic game and uh, experience to play with people, but... Yeah, I cannot tell you what the pro-social meaning or message of that game was. Don't murder. Oh, yeah. There you go. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, best ongoing game went to Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, best indie game went to Stray, as well as best debut indie game going to Stray. Um, so, Sifu, Neon White, Cult of the Lamb, Vampire
2: uh, Survivors, Vampire man. Survivors I, not I, getting anything. I to leave swore it. that that was going to win because it was the only award it was nominated for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kinda wild. Again, like I, I don't I'm I, I promise I don't want to hate on Stray as much as I am, but like Stray, I feel like this year falls in a bucket with a lot of other games of equal quality. But for whatever reason it got the shine that it did. Uh, I think that this year has like a handful of ten out of ten masterpieces, and then there's a shitload of like eight and a half out of tens. And I feel like Stray kind of falls in that area for me at least. So to even see it on the game of the year list was pretty shocking and uh the fact that it it won as much as it did just shows that how diverse the industry really is and how uh people don't always have the same
0: opinions as you do especially when it comes to indie games that I think can be a lot a lot more than uh AAA where it's like there's expectations of what a AAA game is and looks like and I do think it's interesting that the most AAA looking of these games is, is the winner here right stray is the thing that is most similar to a playstation studios game right. right so i feel like there is that inherent kind of bias towards that uh best mobile game marvel fucking Ooh. snap baby let's go celebrate last night um oh i celebrated by snapping man's yeah. new season cosmic baby wild um yeah really 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 happy for this one marvel snap has been one of my favorite games uh in a very long time and i don't I'm going to stop playing anytime soon IGN nominated it for its game of the year which I love I absolutely love because again I think Marvel Snap's done a great job of actually learning from mobile games and like the problems of their design over the the last couple years and provided a super fun time that everybody's into like it's just good job Marvel Snap
1: I'm also happy that IGN is putting it in that category if only to help diversify well like again the fact that forza won best game of the year last year mm-hmm. is still kind of wild from yeah. as gigantic of an outlet as as ign is the fact that a racing game won a game of the year is still kind of wild in the year 2021 um yeah that's i i love that they are doing that and i hope they they keep kind of pushing that forward that you'll see the gigantic blockbuster games along with a couple of any titles that um maybe didn't blow you away with graphics or narrative or acting or anything like that, but they are still inherently good for, you know, gameplay, just period, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I bet we get a, a, my gut tells me IGN's not going to give game of the year to Elden ring or God of war. I think it's going to be Immortality or vampires. I could see
1: that. I, uh, I could see, uh, maybe the slow shift to kind of the way polygon has operated in the past. Where Polygon, like, rarely, if ever, gives the game of the award or game of the year award to the big title that you know unanimously wins everywhere else, it's always like a title that you may not even heard of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like Polygon has operated like that for quite some time.
2: I think God of War still takes it for them.
0: We'll see. Yeah, best VR AR game went to Moss Book Two, Innovation and Accessibility, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, again we're talking about the polish we're talking about just the technical achievements of that game and sony has really shown that they care about this and are investing a lot into it and making sure that there are teams that are making sure that it fits the games that they're making and that they are creating a new industry standard and also i'm just so impressed by the level of quality of Asus falls god of war returnal return to monkey island last of us part one the quarry all of them showing off innovations in accessibility in different ways but then also kind of like as a united front of like yo look this shit matters and here's all the different ways that we should expect it in further games going forward you know best action game went to Bayonetta 3 beating out Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Neon White Sifu and Ninja Turtle Shredders Revenge definitely the uh award that I'm most bummed about the results of um I love Bayonetta Bayonetta three, I've been struggling through. Like it's not really like speaking to me the way that the first two games did, and like it's not demonstrably worse or anything. I just don't think it's demonstrably better, and it's kind of just feels dated in a way. Whereas Sifu was incredible to me, and I'm uh, I'm a little surprised at the at this one.
1: I think that's what I'm most shocked about. I, it's always important to remind yourself that the the internet is not real life and people outside of your sphere have different feelings about different things, but I just swear that, you know, I didn't see this game really blowing off anybody's doors off on Twitter or anywhere kind of in the games industry where people are like, Oh, this is the game. That's going to be one to keep an eye on. I heard that a lot about a game like Xenoblade, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear the the nonstop love for Xenoblade and how it deserves to be there and how it deserves to win. And it got snubbed and this and that. I feel like I didn't hear that at all about Bayonetta three and it, still pretty shocked that it won that's the one that like if i had to bet the most money on if we were doing like some sort of bet i would have bet that like another game would have won
0: that Mm -hmm. and i would have lost a lot of money
2: (laughs) it's going to be similar with multiplayer game uh, best multiplayer as well when we talk about that
0: so we got uh best action adventure god of war best rpg elden ring both of those make total sense yeah best fighting game went to multiverses beating out Sifu King of Fighters 15 Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and DNF duel you think they just didn't have a fifth yeah Uh, like that's why Sifu was there I mean yeah pretty much right like again when we do the nominations like every outlet has to have five nominees for a category or else you don't get any votes for the category so that would make sense but I'm, i still struggled <laughs> to find to think about who in our industry would put seafood into that category but like i said sometimes the categories just they are what they straight are to jail, dude. Straight yeah to jail. straight to jail uh best family game went to kirby and the forgotten land hell yeah i love it Love again a, a,
1: another one of those weird categories though
0: always like,
1: yeah. That, yeah when i think category i think of some sort of party game some sort of thing you can I guess you can play two players in in Kirby. You can play a little Waddle Dee, right? Yeah. But not fun. Uh, yeah, still like an odd choice for me. Yeah. Uh, that that would be there. I would have. I think I voted for Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, but that feels like another title that didn't really
0: do a whole lot either. Yeah. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, we're being joined by Nick Scarpino. <laughs> Crazy news! Breaking news! Yeah. Tim Gates, uh-huh. you're gonna lose it. So I want you to keep your pants on, uh, tighten your butt buckle right now oh, because it's tight. I have something incredible to tell you guys. What? I finally sat down last night and watched Friends with Benefits. Yes, that's We're a hype moment, everybody. That. We're going to talk about that on the Avatar in Review later today. It's, it's a hype today. moment, everybody.
1: It smells like coffee so much. <laughs> it's- I just feel like he came in for, like, a morning hug. And yeah. I was like, God, ah, just get away from me. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, Nick.
0: I'm very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Best Sim slash strategy game. Useless, Mario maybe. and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I uh, which I still need to, to fully play through. I've only, like, played for, like, an hour or two. Do you Def- give it a shot?
1: Definitely the genre that I care least about. Mm. Y- you all have seen me play strategy and puzzle games and how terrible I am at them. Um, not to say that this is like a puzzle game in any way, shape, or form, but yeah, I just don't really care about. I've never really cared about XCOM, and I didn't care about the Last Mario and Rabbits, and this one
0: still don't care. Mm-hmm.
2: Glad it won though. Mm-hmm. Also, Ali Ali World got robbed for best sports slash racing game. Just gonna say it. He said it, everybody.
0: He said it. Yeah. you can't take it back now. Best multiplayer game: Splatoon Three How? beat out Call of Duty, Multiverses, Overwatch Two, and Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge.
2: All I hear is people talking shit about Splatoon 3, dude.
0: Yeah, it is a little weird. In the industry at least, you know? I'm a, I'm a little a little surprised by this. I don't know which one. I'm like, oh, this one should have won, but um I, I my money wouldn't wouldn't have been on Splatoon unless it was. Did I vote for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were, what were uh, our predictions? Our predictions there. Andy said Splatoon 3. Less said Overwatch 2. Greg said Overwatch 2, and I said Multiplayer.
1: I can't stop playing Overwatch 2. Let me tell you what. Yeah. New hero, new season. God. New you. Still
0: New to you. It. Um. Next up, content creator of the year Ludwig beat out Carl and Rebellion. Boo. Yeah. Wow, congrats. Ludwig's there. great no, yeah. though. That's, that's the thing. But it's also just. There's like, a lot of yeah. really good charitable
1: stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in a box for 50 hours. Got a tattoo on himself of the Twitch logo. I mean, those on YouTube now. <laughs> Congrats!
0: Uh, we had Yay winning best esports athlete. We had uh, Bazooka, which is a, the best name I've learned last night because it's spelled B Z K A.
1: What breaks my heart so much about Ye is like he's on cloud nine now, only because Optic let like didn't get a team for whatever reason. But he was on—he's uh, there because he was on Team Optic, and not even seeing them there. It's like I don't even have a Va- Valerian to root for anymore, Tim. It breaks my heart, dude. I'm so sorry.
0: Who do I vote? Who do I root for, Chat? God damn it. Somebody let him know in the comments below who should Andy root for. Uh, best esports event was World League of Legends World, San Francisco, California. You were there. Right? Was
1: it that one though? Oh, was it? I thought they just meant like overall. The
0: 2022 League of Legends World Championship.
1: Oh, I guess so. I guess that was it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah DRX team. DRX beat T1. Uh,
0: best esports game, Valorant.
1: That was my vote. Your game. I, I feel like it, it was just due. Mm -hmm. it's been several years where you've seen the popularity rising you've seen these gigantic tournaments have massive viewership um again they do a great job with having some of the larger streamers co-stream it and get tons of viewers there so the main feed might have 160,000 people watching and then shroud will be co-watching it and he'll have 90,000 viewers watching it and like they do a really good job with cross-marketing like that um, but yeah, Valorant, I, I feel like I've been saying Valorant every year and I was bound to be right eventually because eventually League of Legends won't win. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm glad it did. Valorant's a phenomenal esport to not only play but watch.
0: I love it. Uh, most anticipated game, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and uh, best adaptation, Arcane. which, you know, absolute trash pick, everybody. You know what I mean? How the tell fuck did we Sonic let this too. happen? It should have been Sonic the goddamn Hedgehog 2. All right? What if I tell you something watch it again? Sonic 2? Yes, yeah, so I haven't watched it. same.
1: You, oh, I thought you were going to tell me, like, you don't need to watch
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I have been thinking about Alyssa and I watching it in the, the living room sometimes since. So if you want to join us. And I'm real busy stuff. that day. That on, <laughs> man. Got a Sonic. lot
0: of stuff going on. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, guys, I am joking. Arcane is dope as hell. But real talk, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is is a lot of fun. It's a yep. great movie. Like, it's not as good as I say it is. And, you know, all Better than that. part one. Oh, I mean, it is embarrassingly better than part Whoa. one. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, part one, I wouldn't even recommend people watch necessarily. Holy shit, Part two really? is fucking great. Yeah. Wow. Part three, though. I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, what else we got here? That's it. That's it. All, that's all the awards. We went through them. Congratulations, everybody. And speaking of all those people, you can go to... Amazon.com slash Game Awards, where you can pick up all of those winners and all of the nominees as well. If you're excited to dive into this year's masterpieces, well, then guess what? That's where you want to go, right there. Amazon.com slash Game Awards. Also, if you're excited for the future, you can pre-order Resident Evil 4, Dead Space, Forspoken, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and so much more. If you're looking to find the perfect family-friendly video game gift, you can check out Sonic Frontiers, or, as I would suggest, kirby and the forgotten land what a video game what a
1: fantastic video video game game.
0: and mario plus rabid sparks of hope amazon has you covered for all of your video game holiday needs you can go to amazon.com slash game awards to learn more and again thank you so much to amazon for partnering with us for our game awards coverage this year again amazon.com slash game awards and now that that's done here's a word from our other sponsors Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their holiday sales. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything. They'll replace them. The lost and broken coverage transfers to anyone you gift them to. They'll get great polarized shades and protection no matter what happens to them in the future. They stand by their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54 at ShadyRays.com using the code funny, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Shout out to Factor for sponsoring this episode. We all gotta eat and sometimes having to prep that food is the one thing really getting in the way of your day. With the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Plus, Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of... Nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Factor's cheaper than dining out and takeout. Plus, the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals, guilt-free, like their creamy Parmesan chicken and three-bean vegan chili. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been so thankful for Factor since we've been here in the new studio, and you can too. Head to go.factor75.com/kindoffunny60 and use code Kind of Funny 60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code Kind of Funny 60 at go.factor75.com slash funny 60 to get 60% off your first box. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do. We. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app we love using that takes care of that for us and it is called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. You can get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com kinda Funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's RocketMoney.com/kinda funny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at RocketMoney.com/kinda funny. And now that we're back, we're gonna go through the announcements because Andy, they are plentiful. They are plentiful. They are man And they spoke to us loudly, right? Oh. So many games that were for me, that were for Andy, that were for Bear, that were for everyone involved maybe not mike you know what i mean (laughs) xbox (laughs) where the hell yeah no even even mike man like there was like so so much let's start off um going through again i'm looking at ign's article here this one's from adam bankhurst um who had a great recap of everything here but final fantasy 16 showed its newest, newest trailer we're getting a june 22nd 2023 release date could not be more excited for this game um this trailer not the best one they've had nothing bad about it but i just feel like they've had such bangers recently that this one to me i was just kind of like oh that was was fine that was fine
1: i totally agree yeah the the, i think the last trailer they showed off what they did with world building and uh visuals really blew me away and this one just kind of felt like a bit more of the same i'm glad we saw a lot of action shots because these particle effects look absolutely wild
0: yeah I'm very excited for this game. I, I'm very hopeful for it, especially with the Final Fantasy 14 team being behind it. I'm excited to see what that could look like. Um, and it's been a long time since we've gotten a new Final Fantasy yeah. game, like with a new story. So, and
1: obviously, it's a lot of the story team from Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, which makes a lot of people excited. I had know nothing about Final Fantasy 14. Um, I feel like anytime you mention it, you just got to really be careful about what you're saying, <laughs> or else. You'll get attacked. You know, people will come after you. Yeah. Um, the, where do you think that Final Fantasy 16, at the end of the day, go in the future, Raven mm-hmm. Simone, at the end of it all, where do you think you will land with this game? Where do you think it'll land in your, like, Final Fantasy? Me personally? Or you personally?
0: Me, I mean, I, I think that the answer is actually the same between me and the overall, which I think this one, it has the potential to be number one. Holy shit. I, I mean, I think like, again, if everything that people have talked about for the last couple of years about Final Fantasy 14 is true, applying that to this beautiful next gen game, like yeah. yeah, dude, there's a lot of potential. I don't know. That's not the expectation for me, but I do I do think the expectation that it's a, a top five, you know? Yeah. And and like just for everyone out there knowing, like my favorite is 10. I'd say the best is six. Seven holds a really special place in my heart. Like Those three are definitely my top. But, um, yeah, I think 16 has a really good shot of breaking in there.
1: I'm about to break your heart right now, Tim. Uh-oh. I'm so close to giving up on Crisis Core. Remake. You can't. The you re- can't. Rebirth. Dude, it's just like, oh, man. You can't. It's just like, it's. How far are you? I haven't progressed much since the last time we spoke about it. I it, for for people out there like our good friend Cameron Kennedy, I saw him talking to Roger Picorni about mm-hmm. it. Who he was like, my only real touchstone to the franchise is Final Fantasy VII remake, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty much the same. I played fifteen, I played uh, ten back in the day, and that was really it because I just wasn't really a huge fan of turn based games. Um, I love that the I just feel like the the hype moments aren't enough for me to get through this. Terrible writing and dialogue and these uh, very, like, monotonous fighting sequences. It's just, like, it's real rough for me right now, (laughs) Tim. It is gorgeous. I'm shocked at how good-looking the game is, but, man, I am struggling to get through it. Anytime I want to boot it up, I just will place anything else. Because, like, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather be playing Warhammer Darktide or Overwatch 2 or Warzone with the Jabroni boys, you know? Yeah. It's rough for me right now. I get know,
0: it. I yeah. get it. Next next week's games cast. We're going to be doing a review and spoiler cast for Crisis Core. So excited for that! Excited to talk to you. Excited for you to get to the end. And if you decide to give up, Andy, I'll give you a list of YouTube videos to just watch, and, okay. and, and then everything could be okay. Okay. You right. should do it though. But it's all right. It's all right. Uh, next up from Software reveals Armored Core Six Fires of Rubicon 2023. What they're saying here. Now, Andy. That's wild. If there's one thing I know about you is you love mechs. And if there's another thing I know about you it's that you love Miyazaki. Yeah. I know that these mechs aren't necessarily the type of mechs that you
1: like. No, man. I mean, they, they kind of are. Because, again, back in the day, I mentioned on the Watch Along, the watch party we did last night, I, I, I was such a Gundam fan as a kid. Uh, I watched, like, Gundam Wing, and I was like, dude, I didn't even know, like, there were cartoons about these types of robots. This is awesome as shit. And my local uh, freeze frame video and all hit video <laughs> stores mm-hmm. didn't have a whole bevy of games to rent, which is why like anytime you'd go to, uh, I'm thinking like Sam Goody back in the day, you would see like anime for Gundam. Like, whoa, dude, they sell this shit here? I thought you could only get it like overseas and shit. I never had Gundam games to rent. So I rented Mecha and I rented um, Armored Core on PS1 and PS2 back in the day because it was all I had. And I don't remember shit about it. I have a lot of questions about Armored Core as a franchise. I don't love. that Barrett, can
0: you bring up footage gameplay of an old Armored Core?
1: Yeah, the Armored Core is like all about customizing your mech, which is super sick, and movement. You like you're always like strafing left and right and avoiding shots, and it's a third person action game. I think you'll kind of be wowed by it in the way that you were wowed when you saw Warhawk, and you're Mm -hmm. like, "Oh shit, that's how that game looks. That was pretty sick." I, armored core was a lot of fun back in the day. I know nothing about the story. I have nothing no idea about what's going on, which is why I'm kind of surprised they stuck with the number six on it. Mm-hmm. This is the uh Yeah, me one. too. Me too. Um I am very shocked that um they are giving it a number six and not giving it a, some sort of soft reboot. Um yeah, this again, what does it remind me of? Looking at this armored core footage. Mm-hmm. Um, Virtua On. Okay, yeah. Which was that Mech arcade game that was at my local uh, Fantasyland uh, ice skating rink, or not ice skating, but just roller skating rink. Uh huh. I played that shit all the time. I just had an obsession with Mech's. Um, but yeah, I'm very shocked that they're sticking with the number six on it. Yeah, I'm shocked they're not doing a soft reboot. I have so many questions because from soft, aha, from soft reboot, I have a lot of questions about this game because this is. The first non Souls like it title. doesn't add up to me. I'm excited. It's it's very very it's very odd. Yeah. It it to me it kind of feels like what would Neil Druckmann and Naughty Dog do now with Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. How do you are you gonna have the new style and new sensibilities of game design and world building? And are you going with the vague storytelling where you have to like really dig deep into lore and talk to side characters? Or is it just going to be kind of a straight up action third person game with a little bit, maybe a little bit more narrative driven? I have so many questions because I we love FromSoft for the way that they design their games and the way that they um, help the players sort of discover the story on their own. Right? You never really feel like you're getting your hand held, which is one thing I love about it. I love that um, I'm not being told something; I'm kind of experiencing it through my own actions and i don't know how you apply that to a mech game like this yeah, it's very it's very interesting. interesting man i i wonder if like
0: do we see it in 2023
1: i mean i i'd i want to say no because i think we're going to get elden ring dlc sometime in 2023 and i feel like this might get pushed
0: have from software games been pushed before
1: yeah elden ring got pushed oh yeah elden ring was i think november and then it was like january and then gotcha. it was like february gotcha, gotcha, or whatever gotcha. um yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about. I wonder what their team is looking like right now, numbers-wise. How many people are working on what. Because yeah. um, we know that Armored Core has kind of been... It's been whispered around in the industry yeah. for quite some time. So you got to assume that it's close to being done. And we've heard Miyazaki mention that it is sort of in its final stages of production. Mm-hmm. Man, just so many questions about it. Because you, know, you hear, if Elder Ring 2 comes out, or Dark Souls 4, or Bloodborne 2... You know what that's going to be like how do you apply those game design sensibilities to a third person action mech game really exciting and interesting and if we've seen you know we know what customization looks like in souls games that makes me really excited for customization in a mech game
0: uh speaking of being excited andy hades 2 was announced with the gameplay trailer wow wow 2023 early access is what they're saying here super giant is back with a sequel it's one of the dopest games of all time i'm very happy about this you know we, we talked about it this was one of my predictions that we were going to see super giants next game and we went back and forth on what is it going to be is it going to be a sequel or is it going to be a new ip and we all leaned towards it's probably going to be a new ip just knowing super giant but man how cool would it be if it was hades 2 and we're in that reality wow
1: yeah i am so happy i was wrong on that uh a best friend clipped me out on Twitter last night from the games cast that we just recorded this week, past week, where I mentioned whatever they're working on next. I'm just sad it's probably not going to be Hades, too, because yeah. you want more Hades. What an experience that was! And last night, I, I legitimately think this is still my favorite reveal of last night. It's just it it's, w- immediately became one of my favorite games, and I am so stoked to just get more of that. We're getting new characters new everything it's just a brand new sequel for a while i'm like oh maybe dlc we you know yeah. who knows? no they're just straight up doing it big this time and god damn they, like you couldn't have kind of scripted it better for us i think last night this
0: yeah. is like straight up the perfect reveal yep uh and then it was followed up with ken levine's next game judas which like what a cool name <laughs> even yep. like like that is such a, a dope bioshock and space vibes with the name judas From Ken Levine, I'm like, all right, yeah, this looks fucking cool as hell.
1: Yeah, and it's been a long time coming as well. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that I'm most um, interested in finding out about, hopefully we get, like, a lot of interviews, maybe we'll get to talk to him. For a while there, it didn't seem like he was going to do another Bioshock-style game. And When I say Bioshock-style game, I just mean first-person shooter with abilities and stuff like that. Hearing interviews of him talking about what Ghost Story was working on seven years ago or whatever it seemed very ambitious with what he was going for it was like what if what if everything around you reacted to you? and it's always like the pie in the sky sort of shit that developers talk about yeah. what if every choice you made had consequences and you just kind of roll your eyes out because you've heard that a million times and it eventually just ends up being you know three outcomes or four outcomes because mm-hmm. game development is hard <laughs> um I was not expecting this style of game from from ghost story games i'm glad we're getting it i'm glad we're getting another bioshock first person shooter style game from the inventor and creator of bioshock one and two yeah um yeah very excited and infinite oh i guess he didn't work on two right no no
2: yeah he did one in infinite one and infinite
0: uh yeah very very exciting stuff hopefully we see more soon I, i hope that this isn't one of those unicorn games that like this is the first time we see it and we either don't see it for years or we see it at every single thing for years and it's just like let's just yeah, you know, pace I mean, it correctly. you got to assume this has been cooking for quite some time. Though. And they just yeah.
1: wanted to, they needed to find the right time to finally talk about it. Because it's been, goddamn. again, like I I look through old tweets where I'm tweeting at Ken Levine in 2016, 2017. Me like, what's up? What you working what's on, up? bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Infinite was fucking awesome. Where's that next thing at? So I'm fine. I can't, I still can't believe it. Like, that Dude. we actually got
0: a look at it. I, what I can't believe is scrolling through this list where... How did I just talk about Hades two going Final Fantasy sixty release date going into Ken Levine's new game and then next up Death Stranding two officially announced DS two Kojima he's on stage he did the whole thing wow we expected it but it was there yeah
1: (laughs) damn I saw a couple of tweets mentioning Tim that there like there's got to be a reason I wish I could source the tweet I'm sorry for hopefully people can correct me in the comments who was mentioning it but. It seems like there's a deliberate choice to call it DS2. Yeah, in the, like it's Kojima, you it's, know. It's it's Kojima. It's got to mean something within the game, like or I'll say, just... bro,
0: this motherfucker Kojima, Kojima does. He came out and was just like, there's a lot of hidden shit in that trailer. Get to fucking work, you stupid he did fuckers. Th- he did that in the <laughs> first couple of Death Stranding
1: trailers as well. I remember. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested as to exactly what is happening in this world, what the game is going to be. The fact that you know it looks like Leah Sedu's character is healed now, she doesn't get affected by the rain, which is one of her big issues back uh in in issues yeah <laughs> it was one of her big problems back in in uh death shining one yeah i who knows what the hell is happening this little unicycle looks pretty sick. But Troy Baker's now got a little guitar. I hope that doesn't get overly cheesy and too dumb. I hope it does. that has a real easy (laughs) chance of getting, like, lame (laughs) quick. Um, But, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm shocked that it does exist, and we got, like, a glimpse at it. I'm still kind of surprised that they are making a sequel to a pretty divisive game, I'd say. Yeah. A a successful game. Totally. uh, But pretty divisive for people who like me we're wanting more metal gear solid i still loved the game at the end of the day but i would have loved a stealth action you know stealth action yeah. third person game
0: yeah but it, very cool they're doing this and it does look like it is next gen only which is exciting awesome. i like i like to see the kojima specifically him and his team push that type of stuff the boundaries of that um moving on Idris Elba joins Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Did you remember that, Andy? Another massive <laughs> reveal, dude. Like, what the hell? This is a DLC that I've been looking forward to for
1: quite some time. I loved Cyberpunk 2077. I played it at launch. I played it in the best conditions possible, which is probably why I liked it so much, because I played it on PC with ray tracing, and it was a delight. Um, character interactions in that game, like, it's, it's incomparable to so many other video games when you have a person looking at you And it just feels so real. Like, you feel so immersed in this world. And I would have never seen this coming. I'm so glad this didn't get leaked. I'm glad there weren't any whispers about Idris Elba being in a video game, much less the next Cyberpunk sort of expansion. I hope it's, you know, meaty. I hope it's got, you know, at least 10 plus hours of, of content. I'm very excited to get back into this world, especially with, the numerous uh, updates where Roger and I were talking about it the other day, how this is a game that I still haven't deleted from my hard drive because I just hop in every once in a while just to kind uh-huh. of see what's changed see it, yeah. and what settings have made things more efficient. Yeah, the game fucking rules, dude. Yep.
0: Speaking of games that fucking rule, Jedi Survivor. Oh. Oh my so, God, that trailer was great. I think
1: the fact that it was presented in 21.9, like it yeah. looked like it, it yeah. had like the black bars on the bottom and the
0: top. I was just like, man, I want to play this in an ultra wide. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this looks so fucking good. It looks so good. I love there's something about the vibe and tone of the Star Wars Jedi games that feels simultaneously so authentically Star Wars, but very unique compared to the the animated shows or even the live action things we get like it is its own world and it, it feels I love more like
2: world. the the legacy era of of star wars stuff exactly you know? but it's, yeah. it just
0: happens to be canon you know totally man and so That's... much of this shit looks rad him pulling out the two sabers like the little the hilt situation we got going he's on. Riding on animals too he's gliding some shit like dude this yeah. looks fucking awesome so damn awesome and march 17th is when we're going to be able to get to play this Fuck yeah.
1: Very, very exciting. Again, uh, I'm just like, again, <laughs> the way this looks in 21.9 looks so incredible. Yeah. And I feel like that, um, that's going to be the only way I'm going to want to play. Um, hopefully, you know, at launch it runs better than the first one did because that gave us some issues when yeah, we reviewed sure. it. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was quite a bit of stuttering when we first reviewed it. but
2: It's, the... look- it's looking good here because I remember even like in trailers when they revealed the gameplay for the first one. Even then it looks kind of like off. Yeah, you know? and this one at least in trailer form looks a little bit more solid here. Shout out to the the homie uh, Brian Cash who uh, is working on this game.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, dude. I, I, oh, I
2: forget what terrible. exactly he's working on. I didn't know when he worked on Injustice Two, he was doing like environment stuff, but I don't know if that's exactly what he's doing here.
0: Yeah,
1: he's a programmer. He's a smart boy. He's very smart. Um, player. I yeah this this is gonna be fucking awesome. Um, I hope we get more customization with suits, Tim. Mm-hmm. No more oh. ponchos. Oh yeah. I really hope that this is sort of their God of War Ragnarok moments where they heard all the complaints and were like, hey, we hear you. We know we have a really damn good game on our hands and there's several little things that we can fix and tweak for the mm-hmm. next one. Uh, better customization. I want my calcastus to look sick as shit. Yep. I'm also excited to see what sort of cameos we might get. Like, the, a lot of potential here. You know, no I don't want to spoil the end of the first one, but I'd I'd be stoked to see what sort of actual universe characters that we've seen on screen uh pop up here would you know very excited for that
0: very very excited uh next up diablo 4 got a release date june 6th 2023 public beta will take place sometime before then i'm very jealous that mike has been playing that very jealous um and then more release dates June 2nd Street Fighter 6 will be coming out we also got uh some character reveals of DJ and then uh who's returning and Manon Marissa and JP as new characters showing up um I just
1: got a uh, text from Greg Miller who says Lol, Mike Wilbon from PTI is in this hotel restaurant. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome.
0: Uh, and then we got a um, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League trailer um, that revealed that there was a tribute to Kevin Conroy. Revealed that it is actually going to be Kevin Conroy's final performance as Batman, um, which is really special. You know, really sad, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got the release date being May twenty sixth, Kevin's birthday. Oh, oh wow! Happy you know, sure. birthday to Kevin! Surprise to him there. Um, interesting that Kevin it wasn't... Coelho or Conroy. Kevin Coelho. Kevin Coelho, Kevin Coelho. Coelho. Yeah.
2: Um, very interesting that uh, that wasn't in the trailer. That that was like a, a Keeley said that out loud for both it being like confirming that it's Kevin Conroy's uh, last performance and the date. Like that was a very
0: weird choice. Yeah, it was. I'll never understand why there's inconsistency in, in that type of information. Like, you'd think you'd want the date in the trailer. Well,
1: it, it's I think it's fine in this case. The fact that he said it afterwards, it's always weird whenever we do these reveals. Mm-hmm. And then you find it on Twitter an hour later that the Yeah, <laughs> the but I mean, for the people
0: watching the trailer now on YouTube or whatever, it's like... Yeah. That's pretty key information, yeah. you know? I, I, I mean, do get description, it in the moment, probably. though.
2: I, I do get it in the moment, though, especially where they end it with, thank you, Kevin. Um yeah, yeah I'm, I, not, I'm not ready for this, man. I,
1: I think it totally makes sense to not have the date here. You don't want people to be like, oh, May, whatever. And then like, oh, man, Cameron Conway. Like, I think that is kind of an odd. That may be an odd thing to do. Maybe yeah. you start off with like May 26th. Or that <laughs> shit. You don't want to like have those two moments
0: back to back, you know. Uh, then we got the first clip from the Super Mario Brothers movie. And let me fucking tell you, Andy. Damn. I can't wait for this movie. They're nailing it. And they're playing Mario music in a Mario movie? Odd. That's what? Crazy.
1: You're Buck Wilder. What? Like, Michael Key didn't have a great time on stage though. Shout out to him for enduring whatever his writing team gave him to yeah, say. Jesus Christ, that was that was a low point for sure of the show. <laughs> it was like, yeah.
2: It was not uh, not great. There was a lot he- of weird writing for all of the guest speakers, Having to say. Remember when the, the actress came on? It was like, uh, statistically, someone is a murderer, a murderer in this murderer. room. Like, what the fuck was that?
0: Yeah. Um, but th- this trailer or this clip looks utterly fantastic. And, like, I've been saying it forever. It's like, if you're going to have an Uncharted movie, just use the Uncharted music. that That's part of the experience and what makes Uncharted special. And, oh, you're not going to do that? Cool. Great. Well, now it's an un- utterly forgettable score. Yeah with this immediately there was like five different original mario songs in here and it's like yeah cool thank you for being authentic and actually giving us the mushroom kingdom as we want and expect it yeah looks sick as hell um second eight we got a trailer for that um we we got a a look at some of the combat and new iterations of king paul lars martial law and jack eight um Honestly, I was a little let down from this. Like they they hyped up that Tekken Eight was going to be here with a a major campaign. Of course, we'll never forget Save the Eight, right? It's eight, yeah. um, and with all of that, I, I kind of expected more than just a trailer. You know, um, I had a buck wild prediction that we're going to get a demo or something this year. That again, I didn't necessarily expect that, but I did think we'd get. I don't think it's the wildest there. of calls to have predicted that, especially with either. the campaign
1: really pushing for this you know?
0: yeah exactly so that's that's the thing to me where i'm like if you're gonna have this big campaign maybe have more than just a trailer for a game that's already been announced yeah. you know if this was the first time we saw it i think it'd be a little different yeah but. if
1: we didn't see any of it at evo this would have been huge mm-hmm. like, again all we saw at evo was just like a picture of what's his face um Jin. is that his name mm-hmm. yeah kind of odd that we just got a trailer i would yeah. have i would have expected some sort of You know, hop into the beta in March or February, whatever. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but game looks fucking awesome. Very excited for this. Very excited to see it progress, um, because I I imagine this one's going to be a hit. Um, We got Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC announced exclusively for PS5 coming April 19th. We got a lot of release days last night. Pretty exciting stuff. This one, uh, we got to see um, Aloy going to Los Angeles, hanging out in the Hollywood sign. Speaking of friends with benefits justin Timberlake clung out there once
1: oh there mm-hmm. it is speaking mm-hmm. of yeah speaking of friends of benefits i'm kind of shocked that it's next gen only mm-hmm. like i'm not shocked that cyberpunk is next gen only because that, that that's kind of like a big reason why everything was so shitty around its launch so that makes sense but the i feel like based on what a lot of people have have mentioned that horizon ran really well on old gen hardware so i am kind of surprised that if you want to continue playing as Aloy in this campaign and visit these new areas you have to have a PS5 i'm pretty surprised by that
0: yeah um and then next up man guys like you know the monkey paw situation every once in a while happens and my boy crash motherfucking bandicoot came down from the rafters and it was incredible and then they announced crash team rumble a new 4v4 multiplayer game coming in 2023 Um, It'll task players with leading their squad to victory as they slide, smash, bump, and bash as a team to be the first uh, 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 to bank the most Wampa Fruit in their drop-off zone while simultaneously defending the opponent team's drop zone. So it's a MOBA with Crash Bandicoot and friends. Okay. Who is this for? Not me. And like, I, you know, there's, there's something to be said about Crash and friends. Like there is an appeal to this that you can kind of make other genres of so hopefully i'm super wrong about this and this will be a great entry point into a genre that i don't really care for maybe it takes a throne maybe it takes a throne from Valorant next year for best esport maybe maybe um but yeah you know we talked about what i'd want from a crash uh announcement and this is not not it it. (laughs) decidedly not it uh we got warhammer 40k space marine 2 gameplay coming in 2023 to next gen consoles and pc um, we got Celeste's creator's next game announcement, or Earthblade gets a first look trailer, looking super rad, 2024, <laughs> quite, yeah. quite a ways out, but like, wow.
1: I, I read a bit about it, and Maddie Thorson, uh, she obviously created Celeste, and now this is the new, the new studio called Extremely Okay Games, and Earthblade is going to be their first title, and apparently there's no character growth or progression. It is uh it is a Metroidvania with Celeste style platforming and you cannot put a combination of words together that would get me more excited than that. But yeah. That that sounds perfect. Apparently it's supposed to be extremely seamless. There's not really a whole lot of world um like
0: blockings.
1: Yeah, in terms of like you know in in Hollow Knight when you go to a new space, you know, it'll like load screen, and you kind of like go into a new area or whatever. But apparently this is all meant to be extremely seamless. We'll see how that works, but goddamn, I I am so excited for whatever this is going to be. I mean, come on,
0: this looks rad. Yeah, I, even just all awesome. the different variations of locales we're seeing in this trailer looks just so rad. Uh, and 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 anytime I was playing Celeste,
1: I was reminded of oh, I'm blanking on the Ninja Game. uh Ooh, yeah, Ooh. Oh. the 16-bit to yeah. 8-bit one. Yeah. Chat, help us out. Oh
0: my God. Game. <laughs> Messenger. Messenger.
1: Thank you, chat. Thank God you. Damn. Um, I was reminded of uh, you know, when I was playing Celeste recently and just thinking of how much fun I have with Messenger, I was like, man, how much more fun would Celeste be if it was like combat? Like, if it wasn't just platforming, the game's already incredible as all hell. But if you add like a like a little slash and maybe like a, a special bit, like, God damn. Maybe dude. a dodge roll. This maybe. is so
0: exciting, dude. Oh, you got your dashing from shit you know? oh celeste is so good ah, celeste is so fucking good I, want, I think i need to replay Celeste. it's been it's been a while
1: it's been a while you're just gonna be like dude this this soundtrack is so goaded
0: <laughs> uh bayonetta origins announced we raza and the lost demon uh a totally different type of game uh coming out march 17th 2023 again the game awards were pretty fucking incredible yeah man. announcements with release dates like wow um didn't see this coming at all I think it's cool that there's a, a spinoff in that universe. The Bayonetta universe is a lot of fun, so I think that this is a a cool use of that and like totally different genre, totally different style than what you'd expect from from Bayonetta. But I'm I'm hopeful. I hope this this hits.
1: Yeah, pretty wild. I w- definitely not expected um, to see them expanding that universe in this style. And you got to assume that Nintendo knows that they have an IP here that is really really popular. And how do we sort of branch out and diversify
0: mm-hmm.
1: not just being a third person super, horny witch game super horny witch action game
0: yeah uh hellboy hellboy is getting a stylish video game adaptation uh the makers of evil west web of word oh and evil west
1: fucking rules and i need to go i need to beat that game you know i'll probably play that instead of crisis course
0: <laughs> you it's so good dude <laughs> evil west is like
1: so much fun it has no business being as good as it is, it's like such a double A game to its core. Yeah, it's got cheesy dialogue, but man, it has like all these dope ass abilities. I was very surprised and impressed by it.
2: This is this is one of my most hyped announcements for last night. This was wild that this was here, and it's like we finally just got to it of the list of things that we just talked about, and we finally just talk, uh, are bringing up Hellboy. Yeah, like, this is awesome
0: with Lance Reddick, dude. Yeah, everything about it, it looks fantastic. The gameplay style looks like pretty unique and cool right like like really um action focused like the close right behind the shoulders the camera those, bro, like just bro very cool uh, How are
1: you gonna parry hell boy how are you gonna parry brother
0: figure it out man uh it's coming to ps5 for xbox series x and s xbox one switch and pc um it's said to be a roguelite action adventure with an original story oh get out of town i'm in <laughs> and next up, a game called Crime Boss A City announced, uh, with a cast including Chuck Norris, Danny Trejo, and Vanilla Ice. Huh? Huh? Takes place in '90s questionable, Florida. Questionable casting choices. Is very and very <laughs> Donny, Danny Glover. You know gloves. Yeah, yeah the glo- and yeah, the name, character named Gloves. Yeah, I. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> very
1: weird reveal very mm-hmm. weird way to have um michael madsen come out with were they wwe like wrestlers
2: like it just
1: I, no, I it felt so. like i feel like i've seen <laughs> that some...
2: one guy who had the irish accent yeah who actually like it sounded like he was doing that irish accent and not actually like he was from ireland yeah
0: pyle <laughs> bond says this game uh looks like it's gonna be a special type of shit and i, I think that that's that is correct Yeah, I mean,
2: Travis Baker, I was really last night, I was like, did they really just name a character Travis Barker? (laughs) I think it's wild that whenever
1: we see a game like this, and then it cuts to the gameplay and it, it looks like a Call of Duty game. um, It just, it just feels like there's a disconnect between what they want the game to be. And, you know, kind of like, hey, we have all this cast of celebrities that we can choose from because. Uh, the one agency kind of is offering all these celebrities to us it's it's a it's an odd sort of game that i expect to be fun in a really
0: shitty way and i'm hopeful for that because i feel like it's not so much the agency this feels targeted this feels like they're like i want him and i want her and I want him, and we're gonna put it together. And we're it's gonna like,
2: make a game that Nick Scarpino
0: is gonna love. There's you know? vision to this that is a little weird, but you're right. Does that vision add up to that that gameplay? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that. when it when it cuts to like a,
1: an AK that like switches to scoped ADS, it's like what game? Like, like you're, what? what you're telling me about it doesn't look like what you're showing me here. You know.
0: Uh, we got the Lords of the Fallen. Uh, first gameplay there that, like, for this sick as hell. Looks very uh, good. We got Last of Us Part 1 PC release date set for March 3rd, which is really exciting. Returnal um,
1: on PC, baby.
0: And Re- Returnal announced for, for PC in early 2023 as well. Love seeing the PlayStation Studio games yes. make their way over to PC. Very cool. Very awesome. Um, Let's see. Baldur's Gate 3 release window announced Um, August 2023. There's a Forspoken demo now available on PSN. I'm excited to play that this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, Transformers Reactivate is an online action game developed by Splash Damage. Um, you can fully immerse themsel- yourself in, a, in the universe like never before. I, I, I went to the bathroom, so I came in like, as the, the trailer was like started already. But even watching it, I can't name a bigger Transformers fan than me. And I did not know it was Transformers until it was said it's Transformers.
1: So- a little weird. Splash Damage has also worked on Gears Tactics, Halo Master Chief Collection, Gears 5. It seems like they've always kind of been this support studio uh, in the way that we've seen um, a lot of big developers reach out to smaller studios to help with art or level design or whatever. Um, They also worked on Gears of War 4, Brink. (laughs) Oh, shit. Brink is in their catalog. (laughs) Batman Arkham Origins. So it seems like maybe they finally were given a shot to uh, hey, head sort of headline your own big game with a big IP. I, I it was there was nothing funnier last night than walking in here and Tim going. I just missed a Transformers game. <laughs> like what the like, what what just happened? How?
0: It's hmm. like. All like, right. All right. I guess. It's a yellow robot. Bumble I guess dude. it's Bumblebee. Like, I don't know, man. Like. Motherfuckers in the chat call me out and be like, oh, like how did you not know? It's like there's this, this fucking like monster beast thing running at them. Like, the fuck is going on here? Look at that. That ain't no transformer.
2: Yeah,
1: it
0: doesn't like, look get the that. Yeah, that looks like anything
2: gen- like generic generic sci-fi. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope it's good. Again, this is another Crash Bandicoot type thing for me where I'm like, oh shit, it's the IP that I love. Oh, it's the genre that I do not care about at all. Yeah. Uh Banishers, Ghost of New Eden, uh from Don't Nod. This was another like surprising one where uh don't nod we know them from life is strange seeing a game that does not look like life is strange at all
1: and that's always great for developers to kind of branch out and do something different do something
0: different especially yeah. after we've seen so much life is strange yeah um single player magic first person shooter immortals of avium revealed single player magic shooter takes place in an original world this title's an ea original um I think or, that looked pretty sick if I recall. It looked pretty or maybe sick.
2: Banishers, I forget which game it was.
0: This, this was the one worked on by Dead Space Halo and Bioshock. This was the creators. one
2: we joked about that it looked like um uh avowed.
1: Oh, right, right, right. That's right. That's right. Because the Banishers game looked pretty damn cool last night as well. That was that third person game that we saw like a millisecond of gameplay that they showed at the very, very end. Um yeah, there's a lot of titles like this that are kind of tough to pick apart and say what's different between a lot of them. Yeah. But I think that's okay once these games finally come out and have, like, different release dates. It's easy, yeah. to, it's easy to be like, hey, uh, Jeff Keeley, that one award show or that one presentation had five space horror shooter mm-hmm. games or whatever. Um, but once you sort of get them all separated, then you kind of, like, they, they have their own personalities and their own quirks about them, so um excited to see what the i guess what the verdict is on a lot of these titles later on The ones that look kind of generic and hard to decipher which is which yeah. excited to see how they actually are
0: gearbox announces remnant 2 for 2023 yeah. on next-gen consoles
1: i need to beat remnant one that was a me nick and mike streamed that and it was a lot of fun and i want to get back to it and beat it
0: uh blue protocol will be released in North America courtesy of Amazon Games. Um, Blue Protocol is an anime-inspired MMORPG that is described as an anime come to life that features five classes, Blade Warden, Twin Striker, Keen Strider, Spell Weaver, and Foe Breaker.
1: That's the one that I said we need to clip out my audio of saying... uh, Blessing, hide the boner. Blessing, hide your boner. Mm -hmm. And then I see his tweets be like, Blue Protocol looking really good. (laughs) was just perfect
0: <laughs> um a surreal platformer called after us was announced at the game awards this is from piccolo studio dude this one looks i as hell. was into this man yeah. this is a tim ass game looked very much like flower and journey like that game company type game yeah. um with a little bit more of like an anime inspired twist i'm like okay
1: okay really dope visuals very imaginative i yeah this is another one of those Early titles that is easy to forget about, but at mm-hmm. the time we were all watching it, just going like, "God damn, this looks like a pretty cool
0: game." Really cool. Love the visual style of this. Great art uh, direction. The, we get to see the big Portillo. Oh that, yeah, that, that, that came through. Um, look at that little Sonic-inspired gameplay. Love that. Love a good grind. Tim, you Everybody. should, you
1: should, you should play. Uh, what's that other game by Heart Machine? The one that came out that was like, I was like, "Oh, am I gonna like this?" It's not Hyper Light Drifter.
0: I did play it. Oh, you played it? Yeah. It was like a PS5. Solar Ash. Yeah, Solar Ash. Okay. I did play that one. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Then we got replaced. Got a new trailer. Oh shit, dude! This game, this fucking game. Another one of those that I'm worried about. Oh yeah. Because I'm
1: getting the same vibes that we had. Diomi with with like, well, check Diomi as well. But even a game like Cyberpunk, where I'm constantly asking, "How is this real? And how is is this this going to be applied in actual game?" design and and you know how am i going to be interacting with this world because a lot of the stuff we see looks dope as hell it looks cool as a short video or an animated mm-hmm. short that you would watch but uh, the, seeing like these
0: animations look so um they, they look so detailed the camera work and, is just yeah it's unrivaled and it's like i just can't fathom
1: playing this yeah i just don't know how it's going to be applied to like i can't see myself controlling this dude with how cinematic everything looks in this game you know it reminds me a little
2: bit of uh somerville as well andy yeah i could see that
0: and that was a pain in the ass to control yeah i just watched this all day um vampire survivors now available on mobile fun fun announcement yep um dead cells return to castlevania dlc arriving next year Um, the DLC will add new enemies, 14 weapons, two new biomes, a new storyline, three bosses and 20 outfits and over 50 original and reimagined Castlevania musical tracks. Whoa. Damn. I didn't know it was that detailed. Damn, dude. That was a fun surprise announcement. It was, uh, one of the, the first announcement, it was like the the pre-show announcement, but that pre-show was a banger, man. They, They brought a lot of really, really cool stuff. This was awesome. It looked cool. The animation was super rad and I just love that we're getting Castlevania anything at this point. Um. I i gotta be honest with you. I saw this, and I was like, all right, this means Konami's playing nice. And the Jeff's playing nice. Maybe we're getting that blue point and next get. year. <laughs> and it, it didn't happen though. <laughs> um, we got a release date trailer for a game called Colossal Cave. Um, Wild Hearts. We got some more of that. Modern Warfare 2 stuff was shown. There was a trailer for Fire em- Fire Emblem Engage that like I, I keep saying there's something about this game that just doesn't isn't hitting me right right and i think i saw someone tweeting about this as well that it's really weird that their trailer focused on dlc for the game like, right the paid dlc it's like what like that's people aren't excited for this game yet like
1: behemoth looked sick and then i found out it was a vr game and i got kind of bummed
0: out yeah it was yeah, yeah. that
1: one big colossus, Shadow of the colossus first person sort of game
0: then we got a dune awakening in engine trailer uh lightfall for destiny 2 gameplay trailer there Uh, Among Us hide and seek new mode being added,
1: which like I gotta get tips of the hat for the predictions there. Uh, For the for the crossover with Glass Onion, Uh I gotta get a tip of the hat. Yeah, Blessing's prediction on the Game's Cast, which he stole from me, which he stole from Barrett, was like, I think since uh, this is what Barrett was saying, since uh, you know we got Daniel Craig and Ryan Johnson at the Game Awards, I think we're gonna get. And I interrupted him. I was like, Oh, you think we're gonna get like an Among Us tie-in? And he was like, Oh no, I was thinking a hitman tie-in. Oh. And it yeah. ended up being an Among Us tie-in. Fuck. Yeah. Tip of yeah, the hat yeah, for yeah. me, dude.
0: Yeah, tip of the hat. Five points you. for me. Tip the hat. Five ports to have the Half of the door. tip of
2: the hat to me, yeah. too, you know. Yeah. You half a, half. a hitman three crossover would have been really cool.
0: I do gotta say though, a little weird that uh, Daniel Craig wasn't there. It's like, did he get a little I think he got his little like Twitter picture, right? I yeah, don't like he did. that. I don't like that. He got to Show up. It got to present Daniel Craig
1: yeah. Pacino showed up Pacino Pacino,
0: Pacino should have been asleep like six he hours before that he
2: was there Halsey know? was there yeah Hosier was there
0: oh my god so Jeff Peely himself was there Horizon Call of the Mountain also had a gameplay trailer uh that we saw and that's the game awards y'all
2: oh we also got a new atomic Heart trailer too
0: it we looks did. dope as hell really cool can't Man. wait for that game What a great show going through this again. It just makes me even higher on it already than I was. Like I thought that it was a a very, very special night last night. And I can't wait to see what Jeff does in the future. I hope that we can keep up this uh, momentum.
1: Yeah. Especially with, especially knowing that there are so many big titles out there that weren't shown. Mm -hmm. Very, very exciting stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, We went real long today, so I'm just going to wrap it up. Out today. We got Choo Choo Charles on PC and Dragon Quest treasures on switch. I actually think that right after the stream, Mike and Nick are gonna be playing Choo Choo Charles. I um, think
2: we they might also be playing Forspoken. I th- I think Mike was downloading Forspoken for Nick as well.
0: Nick Scarpino might be playing Forspoken. So if anybody needs that that's super critical that they need to know is this game good or not, you should check out youtube.com slash kind of funny games or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. A guy from a guy who uh started Spider-Man
1: and god of war and was like eh, not for me okay. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so let's let's
0: check that a guy out. who only wants to be existing in war zone <laughs> gotta get in the zone everybody uh next week is our last week of content this year here at kind of funny so you will be getting five more games dailies monday through friday 10 a.m you know where to find us youtube and twitch it's gonna be a great time we'll have the return of bless and greg i'm sure they're gonna have a ton of fun stories about the game awards themselves being there But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.